page 180, uh, the doc, Dr. Bob's Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, at the bottom of the page, I spend a great deal of time passing on what I learned to others who want it and need it badly. I do it for four reasons. One, sense of duty. Two, it is a pleasure. Three, because in doing so, I am paying my debt to the man who took time to pass it on to me. Four, because every time I do it, I take out a little more insurance for myself against a possible slip. <clears throat> Unlike most of our crowd, I did not get over my craving for liquor much during the first two and one half years of abstinence. It was almost always with me, but at no time have I been anywhere near to yielding. I used to get terribly upset when I saw my friends drink and knew I could not, but I schooled myself to believe that though I once had the same privilege, I had abused it so frightfully that it was withdrawn. So it doesn't behoove me to squawk about it for, after all, nobody ever had to throw me down and pour liquor down my throat. If you think you're an atheist, an agnostic, a skeptic, or have any other form of intellectual pride, which keeps you from accepting what is in this book, I feel sorry for you. If you still think you are strong enough to beat the game alone, that is your affair. But if you really and truly want to quit drinking liquor for good and all, and sincerely feel that you must have some help, we know that we have an answer for you. It never fails if you go about it with one half the zeal you have been in the habit of showing when you were getting another drink. Your heavenly father will never let you down. Kind of a mouthful, but there you go, Paul. Thanks, Jacob. Hello, everybody. Paul, alcoholic or grateful member of recovery, if you don't want to say the word alcoholic. Uh, I don't have an experience like this, so I was struck sober, and then that urge was to you. I was struck sober before I got to AA, and then AA was the way I stayed sober. I needed a way of life to continue what was freely given to me uh, by a nice whack. So I've never had a strong feeling or an urge because I used to give in to all the urges. Yeah. And the, you know, the most dominant urge, most powerful one was this urge to get out of myself. Yeah, really. And it wasn't that I was specifically in love with alcohol and Coke and this stuff. I was in love with trying to get out of myself. Yeah. And whatever I could use, Basically, other people had a bigger array of what they could use. I was a little bit of a snob in a sense. I wouldn't use certain things, but basically push comes to shove. I probably would. Yeah. So uh, I don't, didn't have this experience, but I've watched a lot of people who use AA and live by that daily reprieve. Yeah, because they, they have that urge or that drive is still in place and it hasn't been redirected yes it's not they're still in that gravitational field of self and they haven't entered the gravitational field of the infinite where you can't enter it it's always available but as an illustration yes so uh yeah and the idea of those four things i think he he found that out he didn't set out on a course of of those four things i'm gonna have a sense of duty. I'm going to do it for pleasure. I'm going to, he just did it. And this is what happened. Yeah. He realized 
these were the reasons why he did it after he did it, not before. And uh, I think a lot of people have that sense. I don't feel it a sense of this. You've, you've been, you know, somebody brought you on a bus that took you out of hell. I think you'd want to get the message into hell that there's a bus that comes <laughs> every day that will take you out of hell. I just think it's like a, like if you see a good movie, you want to share it with other people. I think it's a pretty much uh, an aligned response when something really works. Yeah. So the idea that uh, it is a pleasure, definitely uh, not a pleasure. I feel a sense of shiny contentment in a way when I would be out of the state of obsessed with self. Yeah. So service showed me that there was a better way, that there was another way to live. Uh, so, and then what's the other, because, because in so doing, I am paying my debt to the man. Well, I would say that's gratitude. Yeah. You have gratitude for finding this solution. And because every time I do, it takes out a little more and that's just, that's like a bonus, a byproduct. Yeah. Maybe you build up, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, some people try to use the example of you have a spiritual account and you've got a lot of money in there. So you can sort of, you know, coast on that maybe for a few days. <laughs> but I'm sure Dr. Bob, I don't know, I never met him. So I hope he finally did have that urge removed and uh, things got easier for him as his life progressed. Yes, because I. I'd have a lot of respect for someone who could, well, it wasn't them, but who could go through a daily uh, desire to, to use and not use. Yeah, that seems sort of uh, a daunting uh, situation. So my, my experience was different. I think I had uh, something just intervened, uh, put a stop to it something was downloaded that I was completely screwed and I'm not managerial quality. And I found out over time in recovery that I can be convinced, which I didn't know that was possible. But and now I really I've been convinced of a whole lot more from that initial being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Yeah. At that point, I didn't have a clarity of the difference between self and us that came down the road. But I sure knew something. Maybe it was me. Maybe it was something else was using me for transportation. I definitely felt something had uh, taken over the wheel and was driving uh, pretty much every day. It didn't seem like I had much choice or any of my protestations went anywhere. I just basically ended up doing the same old, same old, which is very frustrating when you think you're the doer. Yeah. And you think you're a single cause and you have a choice to constantly have those ideas repudiated every day. When do you break from the old uh, false faith in a failed system and realize uh, most of the shit you were basing, you weren't, but your life was based on was false. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you get sick, 
the virus takes you over. Yeah. If you have the flu for 10 days, you're a different person. You're, I, would, I would think my, my thoughts seem much bleaker when I was sick than they do when I'm not physically, yeah? So there's tons of examples of something you don't even see running the show. Unfortunately, you know, it's only for five or 10 days. So the old system can say, oh, that was just an aberration. I've been here the whole time. But when you live under years of alcoholism or addiction, it's pretty obvious that, uh, you, you know, you've been dancing with a gorilla and you're going to stop when the gorilla wants to stop. It's pretty clear. And I think there's a lot of information there. If you have, and we, we hope that here we'll share an understanding that can sort of mine that information from your own experiences. Yeah, they're telling us something. The dilemma is the system sort of scrambles those messages and turns it into something else because it's in survival mode. Once you go into recovery and you're going to start looking at your role in things, uh, that which is having a huge role in your role in things, self or the parasite, definitely does not want that light to be turned on itself. Yeah, <laughs> it does not want to look at it. Yeah, so it will like a lot of people go out at the fourth step. You wonder why, but I don't wonder why. I know why. Yeah, because the people love to take inventories of other people. And you would think they would love to have somebody sit and listen to them for five hours. But instead, they go back out because there's a parasitical activity that's running our show. Yeah, it's called the old employer or it's implied to be the old employer in in the big book where it says have ha, now having a new employer being all powerful which is important because the old employer doesn't have much juice yeah <laughs> it uses us to defeat us really <laughs> self cannot defeat us we defeat us by the identification as self yeah self can't do shit. it's an idea yeah it's an idea and if you really see it uh, it's a, an idea that sets uh, the conditions of a bizarro world, yeah, to the point that we we try to be we try to have a spiritual condition as a false mental physical condition when it's completely the opposite. We are a spiritual condition, and then there's an identification as a physical mental condition, completely opposite. We're trying to we're trying to return from where we never left. Yeah, it's insane. So in a way, most of us find ourselves trying to get out of what we're not in, which is self cannot get out of self. So the only way there can be an out of self is realizing you're not in. Seriously. Well, how is how are you going to get out of self if you're construed as self in that statement? Self can't get out of self. You can't get out of you. When are you going to get it? I mean, it's it doesn't have a giant 20 page thesis after it. It's a simple it's like a stop sign on a road and just you can see a cliff. You know, you can see a cliff like 100 yards away and the, the, stop, the stop sign is like self can't get out of self. And then we just keep driving over the cliff. <laughs> How much do we need to verify that statement? Haven't we had enough? I mean, seriously, 
<laughs> how many Waterloo's do we have? How many wounded knees do we have? I mean, the message should have gotten through sooner or later. <laughs> self can't get out of self. So why am I trying to get out of something so much? Maybe I'm caught by that statement. Yeah, that's pretty good. And maybe instead of recognizing everything from self, you start recognizing things from us. Yeah. And us is a different point of view than self. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Self has defeated us. What is the us it's talking about? It doesn't sound like it's self. Yeah. So which is Paul? Is Paul of more of us or is Paul more of self? Yeah. Self. Because, I mean, if you're in the camp of what's defeating you, you're already in a preemptive defeat, aren't you? Even when you, when you have success, the head's going to bring failure into it. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Have you ever seen the head really enjoy peace of mind? I don't. It usually gets worried the peace was going to leave very quickly. So it it actually it it re reacts with agitation when it when it's introduced to peace. Holy cow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yet it's sort of like the person who bitches about wanting to have a recliner like a lazy boy. You finally get it, and it, the person just keeps standing up. They don't fucking sit down. <laughs> Yet they've been bitching about getting a lazy boy for 20 years. <laughs> the thing doesn't want to sit down. It wants a lazy boy. <laughs> it doesn't want to sit down. It doesn't want the effects of the lazy boy. It wants a lazy boy. <laughs> so it can get agitated about not having the highest model of a lazy boy and having resentments towards other people who have better lazy boys. But you never freaking even sit down in the lazy boy. <laughs> It's freaking insane. That's not a random event. That's a pattern. Watch it. Yes. What do you do by the inventory? You see the patterns of what? Of how self has defeated us. How? By its common manifestations. What are those? Resentment, fears, harms done to others. And we look at the sexual arena. Harms done to others in the pursuit of what we want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Why do we do that? So that we can now have my resentment with some knowledge, my fear? No, to see that they're not your resentments and your fears. They're manifestations of self in one's lives. So basically, you've got a foreign pathogen, yeah, that's sort of like a rabbit. It's, pro it's propagating tons of its manifestations, resentments and fear. And the fear is now mental anxiety. And resentments are hashed old dead fucking situations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it keeps hatching out new babies every day. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're like a nursery for the parasite. <laughs> and then they just get more and more mutated. You know, you got a 40 year resentment. Jesus Christ. It's got the skin of like a fucking elephant. Can't get nothing gets through. It's just, uh, it's, and it's taking up all the oxygen in your life's room and you're constantly tiptoeing around it all day. <laughs> you can't even, there's no place to sit. The elephant's taking up, up the whole room. Where's the elephant? I don't see the elephant. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're out to lunch. What is a spiritual awakening? 
a spiritual awakening is you start seeing what you used to look from. You start seeing the mental and physical. Instead of looking for the spirit from the mental physical, you see the mental physical from spirit. Yeah, that's the spiritual awakening. It puts the horse in front of the cart. It changes the bizarro world into into actually how things are going. Yes. And hopefully you get a taste of it and then you get aligned with it. Yeah. Now, as Zen, they would say, you see blue as blue and red as red and things aren't as confusing. What right now we're seeing blue as red and red as blue. Yeah. We're thinking completely the thinking is of a body and of a brain. And now that body and a brain is now presented with, you've got to have, get a spiritual condition. <laughs> <laughs> so the body and a brain is going to imagine what a spiritual condition would look like, which is just more body brain shit. Yeah. <laughs> Remember you used to fall for it. They had a guy, there was a documentary on, uh, on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there. It was Kumara or something. So this Indian guy that was living in America, decided to grow his hair long and he was going to become a guru. He was like a, a computer expert. He had nothing to do with anything spirituality. He, he read some books. He got the look that he thought would work. And then he starts giving talks and shit and he has a following. And then he sort of gets two months and he wants everyone in on the joke and they don't believe him. They see he's the one. He's the master. And he's disowning his something. I don't know squat. I never freaking, I have no idea. I just read some books, got the hair long, practiced a long loving gaze, went out there. Now I, and now I'm captured by the people. They won't let me go. No, you're the teacher. No, I'm not the teacher. No, you're the teacher. That's what can happen if we're starting from the body brain instead of starting from what we're starting from, which is spirit. Yeah, why don't we try to, you know, if there is an ability to correct this misunderstanding. So you keep, you don't interpret the world as the horse, the cart is always in front of the horse. No, the horse is in front of the cart. Yeah, we've got it ass backwards. We want to get out of thoughts, but we want to get out of the thoughts as the thinker. We want to get out of feelings, but we want to get out of feelings as the feeler. Yeah, when in fact, there is no feeler and no thinker. There's feeling and thinking. Yeah. There's feeling and thinking. There's no feeler and thinker. See, this is what happens. The feeler and thinker keeps getting reinforced and it's pictured as a body called Paul. And now that's the irritable, restless, and discontent. But do we look at the source? No, we look at the thoughts. I've got to train the thoughts. I can only have good thoughts. I can't have bad thoughts and whatever. And then you're constantly, you know, proven wrong because you can't, you know, it's like herding cats. They're not going to go the way you want. You're not going to have good thoughts. You're going to just have thoughts or thoughts are going to have you. But all the while, you're grooming and cultivating the thought system. You're not seeing there's an idea that you're the thinker of it all. Yeah. What the hell? How is there going to be release if if the the catch of the bondage is in completely in in immune position? It's not getting it. It's not being seen at all. Yeah. 
I just want to have different thoughts. I want to have different feelings. What would happen if you weren't the feeler and the thinker? Maybe you'd lose interest in this incredible drive to have different feelings and you'd be in acceptance for whatever feelings come up. I think that works a lot better, seriously. I think that's the epitome of traveling lighter. Like in the big book says, you know, you stop trying to fit circumstances around you, you fit yourself around circumstances. Yeah, that's the point. That's bizarro world, that's, that's the negation of bizarro world, yeah? Bizarro world is I try to fit everything to suit me, and then let's say in another world, yeah, I fit myself around situations. That's the traveling lighter, yeah? So, yes, I'd like to, you know, whatever. Let's just start on page 64 for the new people. Does it, does that sentence uh, clearly delineate a difference between self and us? It says, being convinced, which means a present tense condition now, yeah? Being convinced that self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. It sure sounds like they're two different possibilities, yeah? One of those possibilities is defeating the other. It's not like a kumbaya, self and us join hands and they walk into the uh, sunlight of the spirit. It's like one is defeating the other. <laughs> so, yeah, there's no, t there's no time for, uh, for uh, you know, talking with the, the enemy. It's basically the fact is we're defeated, yes? We've been defeated surrender yeah so being convinced that self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us the next paragraph is resentment i don't see how you can't see that resentments aren't yours on an intellectual level because you just read a sentence that says the exact thing it says man self's manifestations have defeated us we're going to look at some of its common manifestations and the first is resentment why and it doesn't even say our resentments in the paragraph it just says resentment and it doesn't say ours or yours and yet how do we travel with the idea of a resentment we call it ours yeah don't you aren't you curious that there's maybe a lot of power locked in that position of the my don't you think that power that's coagulated in that my may be the cause of the irritability restlessness and get discontent maybe if you just saw a resentment as a resentment it would have much uh it would have a much shorter uh shelf life yeah it its expiration date would rush up it's us that give it life and breath yeah we extend it. A resentment can't last 40 years on its own. Yeah. You don't go to Highway 101 where the guy cut you off for 40 years and relive, you know, the guy cutting you off. Yet in some people's heads, they're being, it's being relived for 40 years. And then every other guy that's seen in the highway may be doing it to me. <laughs> this is <it's> insane. <laughs> Seriously. That thing, you know, as soon as you got off the ramp, it would probably have disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's my resentment. Then I go home and I start cook. It gets cooked. I go over it. 
I have leftovers from it. I eat it every day. I'm something, the head's getting something out of it. It's sucking something out of it. I would say our attention and interest, yeah? <laughs> and uh, then you're saddled with it and then you get together with people and you compare and share your resentments with their resentments. It doesn't say that, it says resentment. Yeah? Resentment leads to the self, not to us. Us is what's being defeated by the resentment that's coming from self. It's not us defeating us with the resentment. It's self defeating us with the resentment. Yes? At least, you know, you can have an intellectual understanding of how the blocks line up. Yeah? I'm not defeating me. Self is defeating us. Yeah? That's right out of the book. I think it's incredibly important because the head will muddy it up and then we'll walk out of, of a, an event called the fourth and fifth step. We came in with my resentments, my fears and my acting out. And now I leave with my resentments, my fears and my acting out. What the hell happened? When I went in to do an inventory on how self had defeated me, how do I walk out still identified as the self that has defeated me? <laughs> it's sort of like, uh, you know, going through the car wash, but before you go in, you turn off all the water. So, yeah, I went through the car wash, <laughs> but... Uh, and I think I'm clean, but then nothing's changed. You have the same dirt that was on it before. So, yeah. So yeah, I'm happy as hell that I uh, wasn't uh, Dr. Bob, literally, because mm -hmm. I don't think I would ever admit, I would have never have been a doctor and I wouldn't have been Bob for too long <laughs> if I had that drive, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would have been in an institution jail of death pretty quickly. Yeah. So let's ask that power to remove that. Yeah. If that's the condition you are, be honest about it and bring it to step six and seven and say, hey, I'm entirely ready to have this radioactive isotope. I know it has a lot of power. I'd just rather see it in something else's hands. And I turn it over. I humbly ask that higher power to reconfigure it, take it over. Yeah. And most people, they sometimes don't even notice it when it occurs. They realize it after a few, we few weeks, they haven't been thinking about alcohol or drugs much. Yeah. So the solution is came in the back door and its effects are already apparent. But because of the static of the selfing, the person that's having the effects is probably the last one to realize it. People from, you know, in the program will see that you're doing better than how you're thinking you're doing. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Doesn't it all imply how out to lunch we are? Oh, yeah. 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 So I would say that's because something is in us. Yeah. Something has a, which has a different agenda than what we have. Yeah. And it seems to be winning. <laughs> <laughs> if you call that winning, yeah.
because I don't feel, you know, I didn't feel like I was on a winning streak when I came in AA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had been completely defeated. And I'm sure that was a big win for the parasite. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, ending up at institutions and uh, death was like the Mecca for the parasitical religion. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. It was it was going to heaven. Yeah, well, I, you know what I mean? Me, it was like hell. You see how bizarre a world it is? It's insidious. Yeah. It's crazy. So, and the only way you can really speak about it is by, you know, in the relief of it. Yeah. Because basically, if you're up the ass of self, you're speaking about the problem from the problem. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. But when you get relief, you can see the activity of the problem. And you can see that you're more of the us camp than the self camp. Yeah, that's all that's really necessary for some momentum to start going, rolling down the right way. Yeah, really, it is. Just to see the difference in that one sentence between self and us and align oneself with us, yeah? And then maybe you'll start learning about self and see that it's not you through the inventory process, yeah? And maybe, just maybe, you'll find that you are a spiritual condition, first and foremost. You're appearing as a body and a brain, and you're living in a world of body and brains, probably for not long, 90, 100 years, yet you're not of the body and brain, yeah? So now the horse is in front of the cart, yeah? I am not captured by a body, nor am I framed by a body. I am what let's call it awareness or consciousness or spirit or whatever, but there seems to be something that's way before the body brain and the body brain's whole life is completely dependent on that something to come through it, or it's just gonna be an inert thing that's not seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, anything. The body can be in perfect body condition, but without the spirit, nothing fucking's happening, yeah? Now I would say that makes the spirit a lot more supreme than the body. Yeah, because the source of the body's existence is based on spirit. The source of spirit's existence is not based on a body. Yeah, so I would say, yes, I, uh, I bow down to the spirit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, all right, thanks. Thanks for letting me riff. Thanks, Paul. Anybody have any questions today? or any shares, raise your virtual hands, please. Yeah, it's it's so crazy, Paul. It's like, we the only way that self defeats us is if we're identified with it. I mean, it seems so simple, but, and that it uses resentment in a similar way to how you phrase the policeman and the thief. It uses resentment to take away our seeing that we're not it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it uses the resentment almost to present two forms of itself and to say, no, we're not that one. But in yes. fact, it's both of them. Yeah, it's so yeah. nuts. So the one, the one is the carrier of the resentment. And then there's the judge or the policeman saying, look at why are you carrying this resentment? Or, you know, what? A, yes. So basically, yeah. it's like the rock is claimed. And then there's a lot of agitation about the rock. <laughs> but the 
the agenda is for the rock to be there and then the riffing off of it by the other aspect of selfing, which is the policeman. Yeah. 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 It's insane. eh? I mean, it's not, it was like me. I got run over by a car twice. It's sort of like that. That's how self defeats us. It does it both ways. It runs you over and then it critiques. Why did you get run over? Yeah. <laughs> which is another running over. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think I had an, an incredible illumination of that fact by getting run over twice by the same car. So basically, yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> you could say I got run over by self by the same self, the self that I'm not. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like getting run over was bad enough and then laying in a hospital bed with the other aspect of self beating the living shit out of me for getting run over for months. Yeah. yeah? No one yeah. helped what, no access. There was no real good TV or anything. Just laying there 24 <laughs> seven, having the head have a field day being, you were like a little voodoo doll. It was just sticking shit in you <laughs> based on the idea that I was the doer of the stupid act of getting run over. Yes. This is right. the bondage of self. Yeah. yeah yeah so there is a solution kurt zimmerman has his hand up yes he does go ahead and come in kurt hey you guys hey um i thanks paul i i heard you use a metaphor the other day that just really uh registered and it was when you were talking about going to the beach and the sun being out and the clouds you, you know, you go in there to get a tan and all of a sudden the clouds come in and block you from the sun. And you said, what if you were not on the beach, but you were behind the clouds? And you on said the on the sun side and you said you would still see the cloud, but you wouldn't be blocked from the sun. See, and I thought that was you, you were talking about M the the impeding of this condition. And I just thought that was profound the way it just, it really pointed to, you know, what you're looking from. It really, really uh, yeah. pointed to that. And I, I just uh, really appreciated that the other day. Linda and I were listening to it and I just thought it was a great, great analogy of like the pointer, you know, like this is exactly what it's like. You know, you're not being run by a narrative that's yeah, talking yeah. all the time. But and what, say that again? The narrative continues, the clouds keep appearing. It's not yep. like the clouds stop, that's why you're not uh, interrupted with the sun. It shows the clouds continue to happen, but they don't have that power to block you from the sun. Exactly. That's exactly, yeah, was... that's exactly the analogy of the metaphor. Yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah, the selfing will continue, but it's doesn't, it's not defeating you now. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Self has defeated us and self will defeat, it, defeat us and self is acting as if it is defeating us. The beautiful news, it ain't. <laughs> it ain't defeating us. Yeah. Something has happened. It's not that the selfing has stopped. Something on our side has changed. Let's say there's more of us than self now. And that's all that was needed. Yeah. 
<laughs> to lose interest in self, enough interest in self, and more interest in the us, and now you have an immunity to its to its defeat a day at a time. Yeah. It's almost comical. It doesn't mean it's not like the war was ended. The selfing <laughs> continues. The narrative is exactly the same, basically. It's looking at life from a point of view of self-centeredness and it's presenting its take on everything from there that's what the mental state does it may change a little and its volume will go down but as long as you're here it's going to have the same little programming continue but you will not be at its effects yes yes that's the beauty of it so it's effects now instead of you know, ending you up in jail for 20 years or ruining a family and a relationship of 10 years, you may feel a little uncomfortable and may say one stupid thing that you make an amend for and then the fucking cloud passes. Yeah. You don't take the cloud to be the sky, so to speak. Yeah. Well, the volume definitely goes down. I had a guy, I had somebody call me the other day, three and a half years sober. And, and here, here was the situation, the situation, I know this person, they, they were at work, they, they're in charge of a multi-million dollar budget. And the narrative was so loud, they had a psychotic break at work. Police came in, they'd locked him up, put him 5150. And now I totally relate to this. I've been locked up twice, 5150. Totally relate to that narrative being so loud, it, made, it just made him snap. Now here's a guy who hasn't drank in three and a half years, but doesn't have a solution. The solution is the narrative in his head. And, you know, it's it, that solution drove him to, to a break. And I thought, oh my God, it was so obvious what was happening. It wasn't anything that it was happening to him. It happens to everybody at different degrees. And that, that was just, I mean, I thought, geez, this is, this is the thing that if it's not seen, you know, this is where it takes us. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 And in a way, Shit. if you can turn that off, Jacob, it's much, much easier, easier to see it in a setting. Kurt, like you want to mute? Uh, can you? Yeah, it's much easier to see it in a setting of a Zoom event than on the battlefield, especially in the beginning. So take advantage of these times to start having a groove get set so that it will be available when the shit hits the fan out there. Yes? Yeah? So we have these opportunities to sort of, uh, through repetition, make a groove and a groove and a groove. And so here, because there's no uh, shit going on too much. So we have this great opportunity with the Zooms to build something up that's going to be fortified enough when you're living life. Yeah. And that's where its real value shows up in the act of traveling lighter. Yeah. Yeah. So this is to me, uh, I find a lot, a lot of value in this, just hearing it and letting it uh, get reinforced. So it sort of solidifies when the other options out of habit and the past come up. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're gonna 
you're not going to shoo these flies away with a, like a paper fan. Yeah, you need a little more oomph, I think. Yes, so let's take these opportunities life's offering us to fortify our our loins, gird our loins. <laughs> and then what happens will we'll, uh, the education that will be derived from what's happening will be completely different than that punishing fucking uh, humiliating type of modality and form. There'll be a lot of uh, of uh, acceptance, yeah, for the myopic view of what you're not, yeah, you'll just see it. It's just a, it's sort of like a little dog with big teeth, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it doesn't know what to do with itself, so it eats you. <laughs> yeah, but I feel really. You know, they talk about shifts in time and there's a shift of the losing of interest in self and the gaining of interest in the infinite. That's really what's happening with us. Yeah. It could be gradual. It could be sudden. You can leap, you can trudge. But basically, there's a moving away from that stuff and a moving towards the infinite, let's say. Yeah. It's inevitable, and I believe recovery progresses, and we're in that progression. Yes, and uh, just know that, know that, that um, you don't have to, if you're waiting for your head to tell you you're in good hands, I wouldn't. Just realize you're in good hands, yeah, and then you'll be able to hold all that insane chatter that you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and the being in good hands will nullify the false evidence, really, that the head wants to provide. It will. You'll be, you'll be that touchstone of truth. Yes, you. So when the false gets uh, presented, when it's only presented in a field of false, it can look true pretty easily. But when you have some truth there, the truth will nullify the false. Yeah. It doesn't have to go to war with it. It's just true. <laughs> and you start having the eyes to see the difference between what the head's presenting and what's actually being presented. They're quite freaking different. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, Jacob, anyone else? Yes, yeah, someone, Stefan's. Oh, Stefan on having never left wants to say something. Yeah, come on in, Stefan. Thank you, Kurt. Hey, Paul. Hey, everybody. Um, you know, I'm just uh, uh, seeing how uh, how innocent it is to, for something like this to get made up. Um, and the like you've said, Paul, before the the magic trick seems to be that this apparition of a using your words of an A-me or an A-you seems to roam about in this mentated head and the the innocent misnomer of it all is the identification comes in and we think that's us and of course it isn't it's not us at all and uh, 
what you've said all along about the two-ness right there is the two-ness. If I innocently uh, identify that this, that this mentated figment roaming in a mentated head is us, well, I, you know, it's not hard to see how trouble can start and mayhem can start and you know, a human soul can get so affected. Um, but that's, that's all it is. There's no, there's no real two-ness there at all. Of course, there's just uh, the human soul and the human heart. And it innocently wandered away and got, got identified with a, a mentated symbol in a, in a, in a head. And that's, not true. It seemed true. It seemed true. And of course, how easy it would be believing that to start blaming and uh, to start feeling responsible, taking ownership of that in places that, that no human soul could ever own. Uh, what a tempest, what a tempest. And what a convincing tempest as it for years tried to persuade us that it was us. The only true thing all along was that uh, we're only of God. That's, I mean, that's the, that's the simple truth. Anything else is just illusion. Yes. The activity of all of this as the engine of it all has been thought. Thought. That's been the engine all along. Thoughts that well, come yeah. into a come into a head. Yes. Like they say, the thinking makes it so. But you forgot there was another word at the end of that sentence, seemingly. Seemingly. So the thinking makes it so, seemingly. <laughs> it's seemingly. appearing to something that the thinking is making it so, but it's not. Yeah, that's the good news. Yeah, they erased the word seemingly. I don't know what happened. So. <laughs> <laughs> The idea, sometimes we share, uh, and it captures, let's say, the space that the, the thief uh, fills up. But then uh, when you see the policeman's space, there's something, uh, you see the, the two-ness of the two-ness, yeah. The two-ness of the two-ness is subject-object. That you are seen as an object and you are seen as a subject from the mental blindness, yeah? And that subject-object keeps a confusion going on. And once you start seeing that you're not the object, it sometimes fortifies the imaginary subject. So then you get really... Uh, unlikable 
as a spiritual righteousness and shit, yes? So there's a, there's a seeing of both is necessary for neither to have a foothold, yeah? If you only see one, the foothold of the other aspect of self is going to get stronger. Where, and it will have a past where the thief's aspect was the stronger. And now the present moment and then the future was going to be the policeman's time. Yes? But they're both of the same. Many people catch, come to a point where they, they have seen the thief, that objective aspect of self in their life, defeating them is seemingly over, but now there's a defeat by the subjective sense of self. Yeah? Which is, and there's no fun in it. <laughs> At least when you were a thief, there was some fun. <laughs> now, everything you're doing is being critiqued and criticized, and you've got this giant, what's that sword that goes over the head of perfection? So <laughs> you're not much, but you're all that you think about. It gets fucking unbelievable in there so you feel like oh i've seen the truth i'm not that but you're not seeing the truth <laughs> yeah so yeah which is so beautiful because the because the, the truth is is still seen as something this is what's been so neat all along as you said uh nothing <laughs> Nothing is the gift. <laughs> Something is exactly <laughs> the seeing is complete emptiness. <laughs> yes. Well, let's not go there too much today. Okay. <laughs> let's see this the emptiness. Uh, the sense of that allows another way of seeing in the in the dreaming, so to speak. So now, instead of seeing everything as the cart in front of the horse, you see everything as the horse in front of the cart. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that lends itself to uh, then all those activities are pointers to the nothingness. Yeah. Where the other activities are the pointing to the somethingness. So it's not a bad way to dance oneself out of here. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's how it sort of goes in a way. You're not gonna, uh, you, can't, you can't leapfrog either the thief or the policeman. You've gotta, yeah, there's gotta be, the nothing allows the leapfrogging of the two things, yeah? And now, then you have a way here. Let's say it's a humble way or a simplified way, but the action figure is walking, it's doing something. And uh, uh, I think the negation of the two allows another possibility of how uh, we can travel here, yeah? Yeah, I do. Lighter. So I don't really, you know, before, wasn't there constantly going over your own surveillance? You know, it was just like, you know, you were looking at your own tapes of you, of, uh, that you were taking on you all day. It's insane, you know, 
just to have all that drop and when people ask how I am, it's like fucking a surprising question because I don't know. I don't look for, I don't check out how I am. <laughs> I just, I just don't because uh, if I try to say I'm that how I'm feeling right now, that doesn't capture it because I'm going to be feeling different two minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> or if I give him a past story, that ain't capturing it. That's dead. And if I try to project a future one, that says no form whatsoever. So basically, I don't know. I don't know is pretty much the, the mental state from moment to moment. Yeah. After this uh, understanding does its job. Yeah. You just don't know, which is a very nice place. <laughs> need to know basis and and uh that power will inform you if you need any information <laughs> if not you know stumble and bumble your way through the day <laughs> this beautiful i don't know is is nothing <laughs> yeah, exactly well here you're going to be led by something so you might as well be nothing <laughs> <laughs> Let nothing lead us in the world of something. <laughs> I think so. I think that's a good, because really, again, we start as something and then we entertain maybe the idea of nothing, but truly nothing is all there is. The something is, is what's being entertained, not the nothing. The nothing is the fact, the something is what's being entertained. It's just all ass backwards. Mm -hmm. you know? So how are you gonna move forward when it's, the moving forward is actually going backwards. <laughs> you, can't, you can't trust the, the uh, compass of this world. And this GPS is insane. So basically, uh, yeah, when you when all said and done and you come out of the dust, I don't know is the uh, is the winning verdict. <laughs> yeah. I'll just trust the process and rest in those good hands and let it and let and uh, not let but enjoy being used by a new employer <laughs> yeah i don't want to know what who cares what the employer is or not i don't care just yeah yeah so i thank you steph and thank you for thank you for having having never left yes that's good anyone else jacob thank you stefan I don't see any other hands, Paul. Oh, so let's, we want to say goodbye today? Yeah. Sure. Jacob, good job, my friend. Thank you. Yes. You too. As always. Walter, everyone, good job, really. Walter, nice to see you, my friend. There's PK from Long Island. Yeah. 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 Ruby Rose. Wichita, Kansas. It's the far, it's the farthest most Zen bitch slap uh, embassy in our little global enterprise. It doesn't mean it's the farthest in miles, but in something else. Yeah, you're out there. Nice to see you, Ruby. Yeah. Uh, provisions will be sent soon. <laughs> Cecilia, nice to see you, Cecilia. There you are. Nice to see you. Yes, yes, yes. 
We got Paul from the UK. Always a pleasure. Paul's got a nice little shirt there today. Yeah, he's he's uh, got some interesting colors. Let's check it out. All right. Don't make me mad, Paul. We got Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey. The, the matriarch of Madeira. Mickey. Yes. All those who come under her wings will soar the highest skies. There you go. We got, oh, Nanette. Yeah, nice to see you, honey. Nanette is alive and well. It's always good. Yeah. Emphasis on alive. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got Vicky. Nice to see you, Vicky. Vicky's out in the, she's out in the real world here. She's, yeah. She's stepping lightly, though. We got Jess. Jesse from Ireland. It's always a pleasure, Jesse. We got, uh, let's see, I lost the Mike P. Nice to see you, Mike. We got David Gilbank. Oh, David is, uh, he's on mass transit in America. Woohoo. That's nice. That's cool. We got Alex from the Hudson Valley. Nice to see you, Alex. We got Amy from Seattle. Nice to see you, Amy. Kerry in Hawaii now. We got my friend Danka from Utah, Moab. What a pleasure. I just was there last week. A pleasure to see her. Very nice, Danka. Thanks for uh, showing up. Uh, let's see. We got Victoria. Nice to see you, Victoria. Uh, Kurt, as always. Uh, who else is here? I lost something. We've got uh, Roman from Germany. Oh, Verena from Germany. I always think she's from the Netherlands, but she has corrected me. She's from Germany. Nice to see you. Yes. Uh, we got Zoom user. We got Oliver from Berlin. Oliver, I sent a, just send me the info for that meeting. Yeah. We yeah. got Sina. We got less, less equals more. Uh, and uh, yeah, hello everyone. It's a pleasure. Thank you for uh, sharing the Zoom with us. And yes, I'll see you guys sooner or later. Oh. Yeah, if you're interested, we're gonna have something in Northern California around my, my house around uh, the 10th, 11th and the 12th of December. Uh, uh, Nina from the Zoom knows more about it than I do, but we'll be having like three or four talks. People can come to the house and stuff, and they'll be staying around. We can't put you up in the house, but we'll be having a thing. Uh, and there's we got a big open area outside, and in the in this we have an inside like big open area, so it should be healthy for all. All right. So, and then oh. to, yes. Leah sends her greetings from Florida. She is relocated to Florida and she'll wow. be with us again soon. Wow, great. So I won't be seeing in her all her tundra fashion. That's right. You'll see wow. her in sunny Florida. Wow, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be a very dualistic event, eh? She comes, she <laughs> leaves the tundra and now she's in Florida. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I'll see you guys.
just look up Zen Bit Slap if you're interested in the events. They're all up there. And, uh, yeah. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Bye. Hey, Mickey, I want to get your thoughts on something. Um, so I've heard it said before that if we get the first two steps or if we get the first three steps that, like, if those really sink in, the other steps could be could be almost unnecessary, but at the same time, we see people that do the third three-step waltz, the third-step waltz, where they kind of, they just exactly. back and keep doing the other three. And it seems that, that the reason for that is that they believe they're seeing what they are, when in fact, they're not seeing that what they're not is masquerading what they are, right? It's, it's still selfing. It's still right. self trying to get out it's of self. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's it's curious that that those two yeah, dynamics play. Yeah, the first the the yeah, I the believe first. that all of the steps are repetitive. That the first three steps play out in the act action steps in step one plays out in four and five. Uh, step two plays out in six and seven, step three plays out in eight and nine. And then they repeat again for the last three steps. I believe that uh, the program is very repetitive, but they build on each other and they carry the program deeper inside and um, deeper into the process of, of uh, awareness. I love that. It's like they're modular and almost fractal. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's just wow. my observation. That's, just my That's it's a lovely observation makes yeah it's a beautiful schematic and i believe that um they're relative to um relationships mm -hmm. that step one step four four and five step ten is my relationship with me mm -hmm. step two is my relationship with source with that uh non-physical beingness mm -hmm. step three is my relationship with everything on the outside right and i can see how that's yeah that totally plays into step 12 as well and and that brings that brings everything into a spatial quality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing, Mickey. I I wanted I want to convert to Mickeyism. <laughs> it's not. I'm not the creator. I know. I'm teasing you. I'm <laughs> I know. No, but I love how how you you um. You know, you share your insight. It's amazing. I think that that's amazing because a lot of times, you know, if we focus only on 
our relationship with ourselves, we could seemingly neglect it with others. Well, that, forget about that's where who, we get into identity problems. That's where we get into the, this uh, mind-body identity is self only mm. seeing self and and only looking outward rather than mm. looking inward at all. Mm. Right, and that, that's curious because if if the third part of that scenario were to come before source, then we would be stuck in this recogni recognition of self and other, as opposed to it's uh, the source end up ends up becoming a mediating. Right, right. Yeah, and a neutralizing factor, an equalizing factor. I love exactly. that. Exactly. 